Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 15th chapter. Over to you, Lord. Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be complete in you. My joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Good. I have a question for you. I want you to help me figure it out, okay? Oh, that's okay. I just have a simple question. Can you look at my nose? Can you look at my nose? Good. What is love? Yes, Cooper. It means that you love somebody. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's something towards somebody, right? And with somebody. And about somebody, yes. So you care about them? You care about them. Good, good. What else? Yeah. Happiness. happiness. There's a happiness in there too, isn't there? What else? What is love? Can you give me any examples of love? Yeah. Um, if they fall <coughs> themselves, you can like help them stand up. Okay, so there's a helpfulness, right? Any other examples of love? Let me help you out. Yeah? Um, like someone can look like Okay, so there's love of many different things. In the Old Testament, and uh, in those stories that we have for so many centuries, there's, there's a type of love that is described as a mothering love, a mothering love. So God's love is kind of like a good mom. God's love is like a good mom.
Now, if we take that idea, what does a good mom, how does a good mom love you? Yeah. Make sure you're fed, right? Yes. Takes care of us. Takes care of you. Very good. Make sure you're where you need to be and doing the things you need to do. Did you have one, Cooper? Mm-hmm. Yep. Loving you. Yeah, loving you. Making sure that you know that you're loved, right? Yeah. Being there when you're upset and helping you, like, get bandaids and stuff. Yeah, being there when you're upset, tending to all your wounds, all those kind of things. Yeah. If you're riding a bike, if you fall, your mom could help you get up. Picks you up when you fall. Yeah. This kind of mothering love, Jesus says, that we're to do for one another, for all people. Now, are you my mom? No. You're not my mom, are you? No. No. I don't think my mom's here. But... Does that mean that there can't be other people doing this type of love for one another? Yeah. We can love each other in the same deep, deep, deep ways that good parents love us. We can love each other in these same deep, deep, deep ways that we've seen love towards us. The love that cares about us the most. The love that acts towards us and acts on our good. That's the type of love that Jesus wants us to do. So, this week, I want you to look at your parents, at your mom and at your dad. I want you to figure out the ways that they love you and the ways that they're trying to love you. Look at your grandparents, look at your friends. Figure out the ways that they're trying to love you too. And, as best you're able, figure out how you can do those type of things too. All right? Should we pray? Let us pray. God, we are very thankful today for how much you love us. We're thankful for how much, the, how much you love all your people. And we ask that just like you care for your people like a mother cares for her children, that we might care for one another in that same way. That we might have a great and deep love for one another just as you love us. Help us to put these things to action in our hands and feet and everything else and help us to come back here again with stories about this love. In your name we pray. Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Today is a day that we honor and give thanks for and celebrate the first responders throughout our community. Now, just a little bit later on in the service, we're going to ask folks to stand and be recognized. But just a show of hands. How many of you uh, currently serve as first responders or have served in the past? How many of you have family and friends who, have, who are currently serving as first responders or who have served in the past?
How many of you have been served by first responders? Probably not now, but in the past. Yeah. Me too. First responders are a good vocation to lift up. They're a good vocation to lift up any time because they have and echo a core of our Christian identity, of what it looks like and what it means to shape life toward neighbor, toward friend, toward stranger. It's a central part of Christianity to look at your life and to alter it. To look at your life and to shape it as best you can by the grace of God toward stranger and neighbor and friend. And so today we lift up those of us among us who have served not because we think they're perfect, though they might be, no. Not because that one vocation is better than another. We lift up first responders today because at their best, they give us a glimpse of Christ. At their best, just like all of us, they give us a glimpse of laying down life for another. First responders have a way of shaping life in a way that doesn't always look like our everyday lives. Think of being on call. Think of being on call and going to someone's aid, not at your preferred time, but in the time that it's needed. Think of missing birthdays and holidays and celebrations. Think of what it takes to walk into everyone's extreme moments, so to speak. Moments of need and of want and of care. Moments of confusion and chaos of pain. Moments that we try to avoid most of our lives. I'll always remember one of my first experiences of first responders and what they do. When I was a junior in high school, I was very, very active in just about anything you could be active in, which means I was very, very tired most of the time. And so I was driving to pick up one of my brothers uh, from their middle school track practice after I had already run in my track practice and having my Carhartt coat on over my sleeveless shirt, which, you know, made sense at that time. <laughs> I was driving in to pick them up. And I fell asleep. And I fell asleep right at the intersection of two roads that I was uh, close to. And I had a stop sign. The other person did not. I went into traffic. The other person saw me just in time, but we collided. We went our separate ways. Once I woke up, I realized I was out of the car, not really knowing how I got out of the car. And so I jogged on over to the neighbors. I asked if they had called 911, and they said yes. So I called my parents and just kind of cried and babbled into the phone. And so my mom knew, come that direction. And once the first responders got there, and they all kind of arrived at the same moment, the police first and then the EMT and the fire at the same time. And when they got there, I was just kind of wandering around. And I saw a boy. A boy who was two years older than I was, who had ran cross-country with me and track with me the whole time, and he was serving. And I said, what are you doing here? 
And he said, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, well, I drove that car. And he's like, you need to come over here. And in the moments where I had no idea what I had just done, in the moments where I feared for what I had done to another person's life, in the moments where I feared what I had done to my family, in the moments where I feared what I had done to people even unknown, in the ways that I was truly broken and disassembled, they had bent their life, even before they knew it would be me, towards those in need. They had bent their life and shaped their life so that when I was in need, they could be there. When I had helplessness, they could help. When I had brokenness, they could put back together. They put me in the places where I needed to be, and they were both friend and neighbor and stranger all in one moment. Christ tells us to do the same. To shape our lives in such a way that even before we know who we're going to be in relationship with, even before we know who's going to be in need, we shape our lives in such a way that we might be able to be there when need arises, that we might be able to be there when want is there, when we might be able to help and be present. First responders are the example in our communities of this, are an example of Christ among us. And for that, I know we are very and eternally grateful. This week, once again with reflection, as you hear sirens and as you see uniforms and as you see responding vehicles and as you see all kinds of things, and you will, think of the ways that they have shaped their lives. Think of the ways that they have oriented themselves toward you even if you're not the one in need. Think of the way that life can go out as much as it can come in. And in those moments, think, what would Christ have us be? What would Christ have us shape our lives like? What would Christ have us do? Thanks be to God for the first responders in our community that give us a glimpse of such a life. And may we, by the grace of God, live these lives too. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.